Hi, and hello. Welcome to the podcast. At first, we're going to do a disclaimer. Also, please note we are amateur podcasters, simply for entertainment. If we misquote or offend, it was not our purpose to do so. Also, we're recording from our dining rooms, so you may hear kids and dogs. Thank you, and enjoy. Thank you, Mark. Um, boy, this is going to be clunky. Uh, first of all, my name is Eliav, and this is Mark. We are both like Mark said, a very amateur podcaster. So uh, whoever listens to this, I hope you enjoy and laugh and feel as uncomfortable as we are as we go through this pro- this process of getting more comfortable in recording podcasts. I originally grew up in New Jersey. I moved out to Oregon in 2001 started working at Uncle Bank where Mark and I immediately developed a friendship into through random movies and TV shows and just and just life in general so that's kind of what started this whole friendship and and here we are 15 something years later and yeah, you know, just 15 years yeah, just crazy came up with the idea of you know everyone's got a podcast so you know, why not us? Yeah. yeah, you know, so I hope you enjoy. Very cool. Uh, my name is Mark Linton, uh, born and raised in Covina, California. Moved up to Oregon in the year uh, 2000, I think, actually. It's 2019. I don't remember. It's a while ago. But uh, graduated high school, bounced around some various jobs until I wound up at uh, Unquad Bank and was actually my first seat was next to Eliev and his day one thing was to train me. So there we go. Since then, we used to go on breaks and take walks and just discuss all kinds of uh, items, usually food and football movies. I mean, when the, when the world was a little different. Yeah, it was all pre-COVID stuff. <laughs> used to be able to take walks at work. Yeah, you used to take walks at work. and Now it's virtual walks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got probably a lot of different goals with this podcast. Uh, we want to entertain, um, tell you some crazy stuff about Roseburg. Tell you some funny stuff that we've come across about Douglas County, um, true crime stuff. Uh, you name it, we're going to discuss it. So it's going to be pretty uh, uh, hodgepodge, potpourri, would you say? Potpourri. There you hodgepodge. go. Lots of different random topics. All right. So should we just jump right into the first sure. murder? Should we sure. Into a murder? Okay. Sure. So I uh, discovered this uh, kind of goofing around at the Douglas County Museum, but I had to get uh, – I had to find part one of the murder – uh, online, the second part was on paper. So here we go. In 1921, Dr. Richard Brumfeld was a dentist with a respectable practice in a small town in Roseburg, Oregon. He had moved there several years ago from Chicago, uh, where he attended dental school. And prior to becoming a dentist, he was a principal in Indiana. Okay. So the, the catch with this guy is that on July 13th of 1921, he hired a laborer named Dennis Russell to dynamite some tree stumps on his farm. This is all in Douglas County. He drove his car to Russell's shack, picked him up, drove him out of town, and murdered the poor man by shooting him three times. With the body still in the car, he then drove a few miles further west to a steep hill near Melrose, Oregon, and staged a car accident with the body of Dennis Russell and Brumfield's car were set on fire. What? Can I ask a question? Please do. Yeah, pause right there. So many questions. <laughs> when did the idea of dynamiting tree stumps? It's it's that's the part too. I get there like holy mackerel. There's so many other ways to remove tree stumps, but maybe 1921 that was like the best way. Well, because I picture like a donkey or a horse throwing a rope around a tree stump and yeah. removing it. 
So I think red flag number one is yeah. seeing a guy dynamite a tree stump. I don't think that's a natural. It's it's that's a red flag for a guy. Doesn't it make a bigger mess though? Like I'm just trying like you're just gonna have and then but but then using dynamite, that's something you can do. You're just lighting a stick and throwing it at something, right? right? So it's like the fact that you hired someone else to right. do it. I think he was already premeditating yeah something yeah so this guy's offering like he's like right. <laughs> poor russell is like offering like hey i can blow up a tree stump the guy's like i got a job for right. you. and you think anybody was around like walking by seeing a guy chuck a, <laughs> a tree stump and think i'm not sure if this guy if he, i should say anything you don't have to warn the people <laughs> right. the there's so much like you can't just call them either i don't think there's right. people at 1921 yeah can you imagine like some civil war vet just hearing explosions like in the middle <laughs> oh, of umqua <laughs> yeah so so here's the, so the, the twist then becomes dr brumfeld then fled to alberta canada leaving his wife behind to collect on the thirty thousand dollars life insurance okay okay so insurance scams were apparently one of his favorite methods of making money Twice already he had burned down a house and collected insurance money oh, in both cases. When county investigators looked at the supposed body of Dr. Brumfield, because it wasn't, it was the guy that the, you know, poor Russell, there were some identifying features which seemed to match Dennis Russell, who had recently disappeared. So basically, the Russell guy, he was a bachelor. You know, he kind of lived alone in a shack. He tended a few sheep, and as far as anybody knew, he had no kin. That so was how did he meet Dennis Russell? I, that, that part I'd love to know. I want to know how, they, how did these guys meet. Maybe he was a patient of his, because this guy was a oh, dentist. Um, it, took, it took authorities uh, a week of examination and questioning witnesses to declare the body was of, was that of Dennis Russell and not Dr. Brumfeld. Okay, so this guy's trying to fake his thing. So here's the best part. Among the different methods used to distinguish between the two is the fact that the corpse was not wearing underwear when discovered. Brumfield always wore underwear. <laughs> so I love that this case blown wide open by a pair of underwear at this point. Okay? Brumfield was tracked down to Canada a month later and hauled back to Oregon for trial. The murder and his scheme to collect on his own life insurance was declared the most sensational crime in Pacific Coast history at the time. Really? The dent- okay, so th- I'm going to pause right there because this is where it gets kind of crazy. So that was the first half. That's what- Yeah, so what year was he brought back to trial? Uh, the 19, it was 21, so 1921. So he, got he, murdered, yes. so he murdered somebody and brought back to trial yep. same. Same. with underwear, like uh in, in his car. I want to know. So like when they busted him down in Canada, like when they ripped his pants off, like, oh, pairs yeah, it's like, like you have to This is it. That's a different pair. That's, that's how we're going to bust you. <laughs> so now I'm going to cut to the second part of this. This is the part on paper where this actually has um, the stuff that was by day from the court. So kind of what happened almost on a day by day thing. So like October 11th, 1921, defense attorneys have a long conference with Dr. Brumfield's brothers and Mrs. Brumfield. Here we go. October 12th, an old Civil War veteran Virgil S. Grout testified that he found a piece of an ear in the culvert below the wreck on July 14th, the day after the wreck, which was obviously, you know, Russell's, the guy that he murdered. Uh, on October 14th, Dr. Brumfield's brothers take the stand and say that Dr. Brumfield had received two bad blows as a youngster, and that explained his mental deficiency. They say that he was a sleepwalker, as was his father and grandfather before him. Because of this, they felt that he should not be held responsible for his actions. Brumfield was a sleepwalker? Yeah. So get this. Now we got that first, because we've heard this before, we're sleepwalkers <laughs> killing somebody. And I thought that was like a newer thing. But here we go, 1921. That's the argument they're going to try and go with. On October 17th, Dr. Brumfield himself took the stand in his own defense. He told the highly remembered things just fine up until around July 10th. After that, he had a complete loss of memory. Woke up next to being on a train handcuffed to uh, Deputy Webb. 
Miss Brumfields also took a stand in defense of her husband, of course, because she wanted the money. So, of course, she's got to take the stand. Um, here's this part's trippy. On October 18th was the day that doctors for both the prosecution and defense declared Dr. Brownsville both sane and insane on the day of the murder. So you had one group of doctors say he was sane and another set say that he was insane on the same day. Hmm. Yeah. One one doctor said that he didn't know right from wrong and the other said he did. Well, I don't know as a jury member. Exactly. Do you get like a third set of doctors to review both the other doctors' evidences? I just like how they just kind of went with it. Like, okay, you say he's sane, you say he's insane. And I was going with the trial. I don't want to know what the, like, how do you determine, like, what kind of test do you use? So many questions. Like, yeah, because that's all they said here is they determined that he could determine right from wrong and it was that he didn't. So it's like, I don't know. Huh. What questions do you ask, you know? Do you like killing people? No, yes. Yeah, exa- exactly. Like, what did he say? I'm like, I'm like, did he throw this for one? It was one of those little block pictures. Like, what do you see in this photo? Yeah. One of them was a butterfly. <laughs> the other one, he slaughtered a kid. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. I knew it. I was going to be a death somewhere. Insane. somewhere. Insane. All these insane people. Um, on October 19th, Richard Melvin Brumfield is declared guilty of murder in the first degree. Hmm. The verdict did not carry a recommendation for sentencing. Instead, all it said was without leniency. The verdict until midnight before they uh, announced it. Was he tried here in... in yeah, this all took place in Rosary. In Douglas County. Rosary, yep. The courthouse used to be... Downtown, I yep. believe. Yeah, and they waited outside till midnight for that for that bird, downtown Roseburg. Mm-hmm. Found guilty. Um, they send them up to Salem. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where the you know asylum was for you know because he's criminal insane at that point. October twenty first, Doctor Brumfield attempted suicide by cutting his own throat. It was said at the moment that he'd used a razor blade or his own dental bridge, dental work from his mouth. The sheriff, Starmer, at the time, searched the cell more than once looking for razor, but none was ever found. While doctors worked over the dentist in an effort to save his life, the dentist complained of a very painful toothache. The sheriff removed the dental bridge, and upon examination, the sheriff found clotted blood and a hair, and so they concluded that the device used by the dentist to cut his own throat was his dental device. Oh, my gosh. How? It's like something out of a horror movie. Right. He so picked his own teeth. Yes. His mouth and was like, I'm going to end this. So he, had, so if he's a dentist, he had to build this himself at some point, right? Like two years prior, he's like, you know, I'm going to need to like to cut my own throat at some point. <laughs> so he built it into his jaw. In 1921, we're talking. I'm going to whoever declared that person sane. Isn't yeah exactly at that point. <laughs> I guess he is a little. Yeah, I just and I, slitting. I mean, not to you know downplay suicide, yeah. but. Slitting a throat compared to like other parts of your mind. That's wild. A terrible way to, to end your life. The crazy part that didn't kill him. So the dentist ran a high fever for the time after they kind of fixed the wound. He would not speak of the suicide and claimed that he had been shot. Once again, we're going right down that. In- yeah, once we're going down that insane in route. Throat? Yep. Uh, infection set in on one side of his throat while the other healed up fine. October 31st, Brumfield is sentenced to hang by the judge. Sentenced to hang on January 31st, 1922 is when he was going to be hung. Well, here, well, here's where it gets weird. Okay, ready? That's, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, September 13th, 1922. Brumfield succeeds in hanging himself by making a rope out of the sheet and sh- strips of canvas from his mattress. He actually used rolled blankets to make a form of a man in bed and placed a newspaper over his pillow. A pause right there. Yeah. So this is like so like you see this in cartoons like where they put like pillows underneath the sheet and put a newspaper or a book over their face. Yeah. This guy did it and it worked to get the distracted guards. Guards thought he, nothing of it and just thought he was staying in bed because he'd been there for three days prior. 
Um, because he found the place he had chosen to hang himself was too short for the deed, newspapers say he actually had to tie his feet and knees and his hands before jumping to his death off the bed. He was found at 1245, having eaten one of the three peaches given to him dur- uh, during mm-hmm. the daily fruit rationing. I, that's just it. I love that he was like, you know what? I'm going to hang myself. I just got to get a little something in my system. Right, right. But the fact that he was able, I mean, then it goes to that part, was he crazy? I mean, he had to think about how much of this he had to tie yeah. up his own self and roll off the bed and hang himself. Right. Because everything was too low to the ground. You know, that was that's that part's nuts. Well, he was, was kind of get hung either way. He was, he was going to die, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's trying to beat him into the punch. Brumfield left behind two letters along with his trinkets and books. One letter was to Warden Lewis, who ran to penitentiary in Salem, <laughs> and then the other was to his wife. And I'm sorry, the letter to the warden. Like, you've only been there for a little bit of time, right? right. The letter to the warden principally said two things. He denied the, the murder of Mr. Russell and instructions for the warden about what to do with his personal belongings and his body upon death. The audacity of that, it's like, right. in, 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 in trinkets, I'd love to know what he had in his cell. That's even creepier, too. Like, what little things did they lie to have? So wild. Okay, newspapers later made note that the suicide was well after the one-year mark, that must wait before a family can collect monies for life insurance, and Miss Brumfeld did collect insurance money. What do you think she did with the money? Um, did, actually, the funny part, this does go into, uh, she claimed the corpse of her husband, and his body was then taken to Portland for cremation. The, this is sad. There was a small service for the doctor with only one family member present, one of his sisters. Mm-hmm. September 29th, and Mrs. Merle Brumfeld, the widow of the dentist, marries a Howard Mozina, who was a common day laborer. He had once worked in Myrtle Creek as a laborer on the Highway Bridge project there. Hmm. It was surmised that the two knew each other from that time period. Hmm. So then it goes on to suggest, like, she moves up moving down to, like, Marysville, California. Uh, she did have to do a stopover in Roseburg to get some stuff. And she owed someone named Mrs. Brown money. <laughs> uh, she got that life insurance. Yeah. What's her name, Merle? Yeah. We don't make Merles anymore. But anyways, that is a... Uh, Very interesting. Yes. They say that he um, most likely murdered him um, on Boomer Hill, which is one of the exits on the I-5. And I would love really? to drive to that exit. Because I've seen that Boomer Hill exit, and I've always wondered, like, what's in Boomer Hill? Apparently a murder 100 years ago. So that was 1921. Yeah, we're coming up. I didn't realize we are coming up to a 100-year centennial on that. Is that crazy? But yes. So yeah, that story came from the internet and from <laughs> the Brumfield murder part two in the <laughs> Unquad Trapper. 2014 fall hunt. Yeah, fall hunt. Uh, yes, <laughs> the, the Trapper magazine comes out based on when the good hunt is. So spring hunt, fall hunt. Volume number three. Winter, yeah. So I had no idea. So true story, when I moved up here from... Uh, from from Covina, California, which I went to a high school with over like 1,200 students. Yeah, I went. I moved to Glide High. So talk about a change in difference. Our spring break was a little longer than the rest of it, it for because they had allowed two extra weeks for the kids to go hunting with their parents. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. Like mm-hmm. all these kids were gone from class. Like where's everyone? Oh, it's hunting season. Right. Right. No, the same thing. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And the high school I grew up in was the same building as the middle school. So. When I moved out here, that was my senior year, and the Roseburg High School, that's like four buildings. I remember I showed up on campus, and I would ask somebody, which one's the high school? And they were like, this is all the high school. And it was <laughs> big culture shock. But yeah, I remember everyone's taking time off for hunting season. I had something I'm not familiar with. But yeah. No, no. I'm like, what What can you, what do you have to hunt yeah. for you can't get in the store? Yeah. Uh, do you fish? 
Um, I have fished. Do I actively seek it out? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. Uh, okay, this is actually funny. First day we met. Yeah. I celebrated getting a job at Uncle Bank. I'm so excited about it. We went and celebrated at Skipper's. Okay. Nice. And I had and they had coconut shrimp. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I ate probably more than my share. Had an allergic reaction to it. I did not know I was allergic to shrimp. Had an allergic reaction. Was in the ER. Okay, most of the night, my first day at work. So I come in the next day at work. I hadn't slept yet. ER doctor told me, he goes, not necessarily you're allergic to shrimp. You're also eating whatever the shrimp caught. So if they right. ate something bad, right. and you're eating shrimp from a skipper. So it's not like they're, you know, getting the, the top of the line right. shrimp. Right. So Fresh shrimp. Yeah. I got nothing against seafood, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to go fishing. I think free fishing weekend's coming up here in a few weeks. But a couple summers ago, we went fishing out uh Cooper Creek and Ben Irving. Did you catch anything? Never caught. No. Never caught. I think after this many years, this, you know, yeah. fish are getting pretty wise or we're right. just overfishing them. Right. No, fishing's it can be relaxing, but when you're not catching anything, and then I swear it was like every other every other throw, I'm not an outdoorsman person. So it was like my line just kept getting tangled. I was just getting frustrated by the end because Yeah. Hooked. I remember when I was like I don't know, about 10 or 11, I went fishing with my dad, and I didn't know there was somebody standing behind me, and I went to throw my line, and the hook caught this kid right in the finger. Oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I, Did you keep I tugging? So Did you keep, bad. like... <laughs> no, I think my dad saw it right away, and oh. I, mean, I felt so bad, but they had to, you know, remove the old hook from the finger. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I used to go fishing a lot in... We used to go to the Poconos, and they had they had this lake that they would stock fish. So your chance of catching a fish was like pretty good. That's cool. So you don't have to do any effort. <laughs> That's that. The fish that come to you. The fish accept it. Like they've been they've been debris. Right, like, yeah. Part of their, this this is the end game for them. That's that's it. Yeah. That's that's funny. I have a buddy of mine who I actually played uh, Magic the Gathering with, and then he decided he was not going to do that anymore. But now he does. He makes his own bait. It's like tackle bait and that kind of stuff and makes it a, I guess it calls a crawlers or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's actually at the, he does, he has a booth at Punkwa Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, how cool is that? So, yeah. real cool guy. Yeah, I don't go to the, do you, do you like, you like hummus, man? Oh, I love hummus. Yeah. I go there and get the, we, every now and then we get the, uh, it's like the garlic lemon hummus from that guy. Yes. Really good. Oh, the best, the pure ingredients. Yeah, right. Best, best hummus I've ever had is that one. It's really good. The, yeah, the Farmer's Market for me, like, I, Every now and again, I'll find like a good hot sauce or a good like like a barbecue sauce or something. Yeah, that's what I'm always looking for. Oh yeah, and yeah. then they have like random. What was it like? Uh, pollen or like this lady makes like fresh. Have you ever tried like the like the she makes something from the bee? I think it's like pollen, something you can eat. That sounds pretty good. It's yeah, like a snack or something. Yeah, and then they have every now and again something called canine crack. Yes. Okay, I did get. Have you seen that? I didn't think the dogs were going to like it as much right. as they did. But it's cracked. It's cracked for those dogs. Right. Those dogs, those dogs were doing extra tricks around the house. Right. And they started taking up like sweeping. Right. Like that. Those dogs were on for it. That was the first place I saw the farmer's market here. Purple broccoli. I didn't know. Purple broccoli? Yeah. I didn't know broccoli could be purple. For, and they're like, yeah, it's purple broccoli. I'm right. like, why don't you just, you know, paint it or something? Yeah. I feel like everything from the farmer's market, it's, it, I know you can go in the grocery stores and get it, but there's something about like going to a farmer's market and yeah. buying stuff from people that. That grew it like fresh from their their garden. Oh, they're so happy when you stop by the right. buy something from right. You know, that's in. No, we were talking about the difference between moving out here in Oregon, and one thing that I I know 
There's a lot of people out there that love this, but eating ranch with pizza. Yes. Your thoughts. First first time we were at Abby's Pizza in Diamond Lake, uh, they had a ranch table. I moved up there, and they're like, do you want ranch with your pizza? And I said, no, I didn't get a salad. <laughs> the whole table laughed, and I never felt like I was more of an outsider. Right. But I got I got admit, I was converted to, like, I can't have it. I can tell you where the, the best ranch of Roseburg's from now. Right. You know, uh, I can't so have a pizza. Eat it, really? Absolutely. Man, I, I cannot conform to that. <laughs> that is just, it's like a... A, a mortal sin to me eating ranch with pizza. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. If you turn it down, they're like, oh yeah, you're, you, you know you're. You don't want ranch. Yeah, it's town boy. Like I don't want ranch with my pizza. That's so funny. And then Chelsea, my wife, she before she eats her pizza, she puts it in the freezer. She likes the okay. Yeah. She just likes it colder. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. I said she yeah. Likes the, she likes the cold. Are you a cold? You like cold pizza? Are you? I, Oh, I, I feel like pizza's got to be, it's got to be fresh for me. Like, I can't. I, yeah, I, I, I dip it. Pizza. Yeah. No, I like, I like warm pizza. I can't do cold pizza. Yeah. And like cold freezer. I, yeah. It's just kind of funny. My wife's the same way. She'd rather eat pizza either room temp or cold. Really? And it's right. And it's the weirdest thing to me. It's like, oh, we'll order a pizza and I'll eat my, I'll eat my portion. Yeah. And then she'll eat hers a couple hours later once it's moved really? off apparently. Yeah, see, that's, that's, yeah, she eats cold pizza and she microwaves ice cream. Now I'm upset. That was, that was, that was. No, there's, no, there's certain things. Look, I've had deep fried ice cream. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah, oh, deep fried ice. Deep fried ice cream. That's yeah, that's the best. Yeah, my uh, yeah, people are. I guess people eat pizza all different ways. My mom, she she scrapes off all the toppings. She eats the toppings first, and then she eats the bread, and then she asks everyone, "Do you want your crust?" So is that <laughs> is that is that from like something that happened when she was younger? Like, I, I got questions, know. you know. I don't like know. Like maybe they weren't allowed to have know. toppings? I think, you know, when you remember stuff when you're little, you try to, you know, the first things that, that come to your, your mind. And that's like one of the first things, first memories, my mom scraping off toppings, oh, eating it. And I think as I just grew, I just accepted it. I, I probably questioned it when I was like six or whatever. The the crazy thing with pizza, I realized I, I like more and more like fun toppings or a bunch of like different toppings. Yeah. But I was raised, it was, it was cheese or pepperoni, like, Right. That was pizza. Jeez, it wasn't until I was like a teenager or older that I realized you can have different toppings. Yeah. Like, but my family just played it very plain. Sausage. Then you learn there's different types of sausage you can put yep. on, oh, yeah. on the pizza. Yep. I'm a linguisha fan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. She, she loves linguisha and it has to be crumbled. And then every now and then she puts sauerkraut on it. I'm upset again. <laughs> Once again, it's something, it's something that my wife would do. The sauerkraut thing is like sauerkraut on it. It doesn't yeah. even sound appetizing. You say sauerkraut, it's, right, on on the pizza with a linguisha. Now, are you a, are you a veggie? Do you like you like olives, onions, green peppers? Okay, so confession time. When I first got with my wife. Uh, we went on a date up in Fifth uh, Street Market, Eugene, and we got these yeah. street tacos. She asked me, she goes, "Are you a picky eater?" Yeah. I said no. As I took a finger and just kind of removed all the vegetables off the top of a taco. Really? And ate it. But then she's converted me since then. So actually, my favorite pizza is a veggie pizza. Really? Uh, I about taco pizza. I'll, Have you tried? That? Okay, I've had every taco pizza. Yeah. It, uh, I think it's funny because I'm I'm married to it. Uh, my wife's side of the family is Hispanic, and so I would I will take a taco pizza to a barbecue. And my wife thought <laughs> I was it was a very offensive thing to do. Like, how dare you? But they loved it. They were happy. <laughs> They criticized it. They're like, you know, this isn't a taco. This isn't a taco, but you know. Yeah. Why don't you like toppings on the on a taco? At the time, I was very picky. That's the yeah. funny part. Over like you know, twenty years now, I've gotten used to was it like, like tomatoes. Oh, and I don't even remember. It was like a bunch of veggies. Like if I can't identify it off the bat, you're gone. But, you know, <laughs> um, 
But now since then, like, I'll eat anything just yeah. about. Like, I'm not picky anymore. Like, mushrooms. Yeah. She, she purposely, like, onions and mushrooms are, like, my two biggest things. And then so she started to put it in everything we ate. Yeah. And now I just, I'll have it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I warmed up to the idea of olives. And every now and again, like a mushroom on a pizza. Yeah. You know, I still, I know there's, like, a group of people that love the pineapple. Like, the what you, the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, yep. I'm not a huge fan of the do you like pineapple on your pizza? Uh, yes, but that's not funny. But yeah. it's hit or miss for me. Right. It's got to be good pineapple. Where it's from too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Depending where it's from, it's got to have a good. You can't just have it just on there. But like I've had like uh, my kids will do fun pizzas. They'll get like jalapenos and pineapple. Yeah. So you got that super like right. you know you know spicy and then with the sweet and sour and and that's all right. You yeah. know. Then they go off the rails and go like a creamy garlic sauce and that ruins right. the whole thing. Like that's crazy. Yeah. If you guys eat it, old soul. We've had Old Soul. We had, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've had every pizza place yeah. in town. Not Mike's. I was like within three days that place opening. <laughs> well, because the Old Soul has the, it's a, it's a zesty sausage. Okay. So that one I can tolerate because they do the sausage, jalapeno, and then they have the pineapple on it. Mm-hmm. So you get the bites of the sweet and spicy, and then the, they have like a good crumble sausage on it. So I can do that. Yeah. But I think it's the Canadian bacon for me mixed, <laughs> mixed with the pineapple. I just... I'm not a huge fan of, and I like pizza. I like the pizza where it's a little wood fire, yes, and then I can fold it a little bit. Yes. I don't know. To me, that's that's just like hometown oh. pizza for me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm weird. I, I like I I, I like I, I like Little Caesars mm-hmm. over excuse me loggers, but over loggers for me. I don't know. I like the flavor to me better, but. The price know. is really good. Right. Little Caesars, I've never I thought of. I never thought of. Right. right, the hot and ready's. Yeah. I, I can't imagine if we ever go back to like New Jersey or New York and asking them ranch. I'm, I'm looking forward to the reaction to see. I might have to bring my own ranch bottle. Can yeah. you do that? I'm looking <laughs> crazy. Like, you know, you're walking with your own condiments. Yeah. Into a pizza place. Right. Yeah. No, they have, they do have this cool pizza place. It's different, but one of these places I used to go to, they had, you know what ziti noodles are? Mm-hmm. They're short and yeah. fat, and they would put ziti noodles on the pizza. Oh, like that. that, I used to order just a couple slices of that. That sounds so good. Oh, dude, it was, that yeah. sounds so yeah, good. The, the noodles on the pizzas, <sighs> yeah, it's very good. But the reason, a few reasons I travel, and my wife knows this about me, number one is it's for the food. Right. Like, if I'm going to a town. That's the first question. It's the first Where question. Where are we eating? Where are we eating? What are we having? Do yeah. we need to make reservations? Yeah. What time are our meals? How far is the walking distance from the hotel? Can we do two meals? If right. Yeah. And it's does the hotel meal. have its own restaurant? Yes. And then are you a, do you look at reviews of places before you go? Like, do you, do yeah. you judge restaurants by... Do you go? Do you go like four point six stars to five? Because I feel like we're such a yeah. funny like society yeah. where we like. I'm always looking at stars of restaurants, I, and then you read the reviews yes, and it's like this place is crap. I'm like, yes. how did this get four point six stars? <laughs> yes, you got you got to look at the stars. You got to read a little bit. You know, look right. at the menu. Um, I look the surrounding area to see if it's a good neighborhood. You know. <laughs> You know what's the what's the property value of the houses before I'm gonna eat it? Yeah, right. That's, okay, that Portland's this is got that great variety. Portland's got such a good variety. You can I heard like you can eat someplace different every night and never you know there's so much food trucks. yeah food, yeah the food trucks alone yes <sighs> yeah good the food trucks I know there's like so many probably five star fine dining restaurants in Portland but for me the food trucks because yeah there's just 
the endless variety of those guys are pros with what they're making. Right. They make the same thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many, many times have I mulled over the idea of going to a nice restaurant or go get <laughs> a cheesesteak out of a food truck. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's always has a spot too. I've never been disappointed for food right. truck stuff. And I think Roseburg's getting there too with Yeah. They have um they have new food trucks popping up every every now and again. Have you tried the hot dog one? No, is it the Rocket Dog? No, it's a new one. It's a new a one. Relish? Yeah, Relish. relish. Is it relish. pretty good? So here's, I love it. So I, I went there, and I got in line for Relish, and I'm in line behind the police officer. And on the menu, there's a macaroni and cheese hot dog. Oh, and the best part is she goes, oh, she goes, I want that. And I said, I'm getting that too, behind her. And the guy starts laughing, and he runs the truck. He goes, you know, I put that on there for kids, and adults have been ordering like oh, crazy. So, okay. So yeah, yeah that is hot dog, macaroni and cheese. I mean... He's one of those places where he just puts toppings after toppings and stuff. Really? So, and he's got like ten different dogs. His chips are really good, though. He does like deep fried potato chips. Oh my god! So what? Okay, so <laughs> yeah. So the mac and cheese uh-huh. is layered on. The yes, it's layered on the hot dog. I'm like the you guy knew. Fork it or you go all? You just go. You go. You just bite and go in. It depends. If I'm at home by myself, I'm yeah. going in. Right. Okay. Let's be honest. Right. It's like a bare mall in the fish. It's right. not gonna be pretty. Right. Um, do you go toppings on it? Or you just go hot dog, mac and cheese. I'm diving in. I this. put the whole thing in. Yeah. The whole thing in. <laughs> I pinch my jaw yeah. like an anaconda. Right. <laughs> I know this sounds kind of weird, but I wonder yeah. what like a relish would taste like. Yeah. You know, hot dog, relish, mac and cheese. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's got it. I mean, yeah. Right. Don't you know? Maybe just some onions. Could you go mac, mac and cheese, a little grilled? Onions, they got to be grilled onions. They got to be grilled. Yeah. As long as they're grilled and cooked, I think that's perfect. Too Shy Brewery, shout out Too Shy. We go there every now and again, and they have a good rotation of uh, food trucks. That's usually like, if we were like wanting to try a food truck, we'd be like, what's that Too Shy today? (laughs) They have Smokey G's is really good, um, Burgers and Q. Yeah, Smokey G's is good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'll have to try that relish dog. A friend of mine, her husband, Juan, just opened uh, the only one, I think it's called, the food truck. The only one? Yeah, right. the only one. But I guess everyone craves about, they have, he has a fried bologna sandwich. That's a funny thing. It's the second time because I've heard about I don't know. I've never, I know a lot of people grew yeah. up eating fried bologna. Yeah, not me. I'm going to have to, I, I probably have to try it to see what the fried bologna yeah. is like because I didn't. I'm not a bologna fan. It's just ham. Yeah. Like, for me, I love a good sandwich. Yeah, I love a good if sandwich. I have a, if I have a place that has like a great sandwich, I can go back there. I, You know, I'm like an old man because like if I find a good place I'm going to be comfortable in, I can right. eat a sandwich, you know, just take my time, eat it, maybe read a book, right. newspaper, right. AC's on in the restaurant. I could be there for maybe two hours. Right. You know, good sandwich is a good sandwich. Yeah. Uh, pizza bagel. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I there's something about <laughs> – a, like a fresh bagel and then you throw on some mozzarella and some sauce and it's got to be like a bagel that's like thick like yes, a thick yeah, bagel yeah. where i'm eating like that mm-hmm. deliciousness of it and then the sauce melts into the bagel and then the cheese and then you have like this weird combination with like this little pickle off to the side and then like a little <laughs> macaroni salad yes and then it's like eh, it's, i think we're talking because it's lunchtime are, so. you, are you are you i feel like you're talking about do you, do you go to the bagel tree I, I picture it. I've had I've had a pizza bagel from the Bagel Tree, but like in my head, I think about again growing up in New Jersey. Yeah, we had this place called Noah's Bagels, and it was like I think busy seven days a week. Like you walk in, and it was like, and it was a lot of it were like a lot of people were from there 
weren't from there. They originate in other countries. So they like culminated all these different types of like taste and varieties oh, of things. And they, they just made all different types of sandwiches. And the big thing over there is lox. Have you ever had lox? I've never had it, but I've seen it on menus. Lox <laughs> and cream cheese. Okay. It's it's a smoked it's like smoked salmon or something. It's smoked cured salmon, and okay. you eat. It's cold, and you actually can buy. I bought it at Albertsons before, but the combination between the salmon, like the texture of it, and then like the cream cheese on a bagel, it's really. Until you have it, you'll have to try it. You have to. Lox can be a little expensive, but if you're just gonna have it, you know, just try it once. Oh, dude, it's so good. But that's like a big thing over there. It's like you have like your spread. You have your lox, a bagel, and cream cheese. That's like brunch on a Saturday. <laughs> Go to the park somewhere and enjoy it. But yeah, another weird since we're talking about food related thing is goop. Goop, yes. Like I never is that, is that a newer thing? Is that like the last we're gonna have, years? Or? We're we're gonna have to find the origin of goop. It's goop out of so because I don't it bothers me. California? Yeah. You think Washington has goop? No. I I, I wanna say I've only there's seen gotta it. be a founding a founding yeah. father yeah. of goop. It, it's probably and I'll be honest with you, it's probably somebody at one of the uh Pascot markets. Because <laughs> right. that's, that's the first place I had it and they they perfected that ratio. Because right. apparently it's mustard, mayo, mm-hmm. and ketchup. Mustard, mayo, ketchup, and, and and a little bit of, of pickle juice. Pickle juice, yes, yeah. Yes. So yes. Yeah, I think somebody spilled something. Yeah. On the counter. Okay. Oh Steve. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cleaned it up or something. Yeah. And then maybe somebody dumped fries at the same time. Oh yeah. Or a yeah. corn dog. And you yell and throw it away. Yeah. Right. And somehow the corn dog fell in it. Perfectly. He, it made like a little like mm-hmm. a art palette thing. Yeah. Mixed up the colors. And then I think he was like, he took a bite. Yeah, he goes, boss, you got to try this. I'm boss. on something. He's like, yeah. what do you want to call it? I don't know. Maybe he made a goop sound when it fell on the ground. Oh, it's amazing. Goop. Goop. Yeah, I've never, yeah. I, I've never had it. And, you know, even if places don't have it, like, we just make it here. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm pretty thing, sure yeah. I have it in the fridge here. We, uh, I like some places try to pass off and call it fry sauce. That's yeah, it's fry sauce. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, and then they leave out or just kind of more watered down. But no, goop right. is almost sometimes a little thick. Yeah. Right. Fry sauce. Like a, yeah, it's, yeah, I feel like it's a little more like ketchup y almost. Yeah. <laughs> Red Robins. Campfire okay, campfire sauce is goop mixed with barbecue sauce. Okay. Uh, I'll be honest, it's got to be, right? Or is it ranch with barbecue sauce? It's No, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. It's so funny you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, because my I wife tries like, to make that all the time. I feel like that's Red Robin's version of yep. and fry sauce. That's, that's our, our main snack around the house is an air fryer. They get some French <laughs> fries in the air fryer and make their own campfire sauce. Too funny. Yeah, that's a good rundown on food. Yes, it is. Yeah. Talk about food all day. Laws. Okay, this will be fun. We're going to do true laws in the state of Oregon okay. that are illegal. Now, most of these are older laws, and that's why uh, uh, they were drawn up and don't make sense now. But these are true laws in the state of Oregon. One may not test their physical endurance while driving a car on a highway. <laughs> so once again, I love everybody's laws because there's got to be a great backstory. Yeah, that's that's from the fun stuff. Exactly. How do you define <laughs> physical endurance? What were you doing? Right. Um, pumping weights. Yeah, pumping weights. You got distracted. Right. Or right. the one they had the. Uh, yeah, something like the the, the bands, like the yes. rubber band thing. Yes. He lets yeah, go of the window, takes right. the car out next to him. Right. <laughs> that's a flyover, by the way. Is it 11.50? Yep. So right now, I don't know if we're picking up the mic, there's currently uh, jets flying over uh, the Memorial Day. Very cool. 
entire list is the only one I could be arrested for. Ice cream may not be eaten on Sundays. This guy is religious. You know, it's got to be something. It's got to be too real. that, or there was some sort of like ice cream feud between two oh, companies. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And they say, you know what? Nope. Sundays, everyone's going to church. Yeah. Everybody's eating ice yeah, cream. Yeah, sorry. No, no he's selling Sundays. it. We see it. Right. We see it. Each other should I don't care what's in your cone or your cup or your spoon. <laughs> Arrested. You're going down. Yeah. the vanilla, you're down. You're in cuffs. <laughs> going in the paddy wagon, you're going down. <laughs> um, canned corn is not to be used as bait for fishing. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but then again, what other like canned things did they try? Like they tried canned green beans and just wasn't working. Right. Were they leaving the canned corn behind and yeah. that's what they got in trouble yeah, for? It became environmental. It had to have been, yeah. Right. I'd say any canned vegetable, it's just canned corn though. Yeah. I love this specifically. Right. Canned corn. Canned corn. Well, is it maybe something the fish? Fish became too corny. Yeah, too corny. There you go. Yeah, fish became too corny. Right. Everyone's catching these fish with corn in it. Like, what is this? The fish start telling bad dad jokes. It's over. And then that's when it started happening. The they traced it back, yeah. And everything became too corny and said, no more fishing. No more fishing. Well, yeah, I can't corn's out. <laughs> um, let's see. This one, this one makes sense. I agree with this one. It's illegal to place a canister filled with human fecal matter on the side of any highway. Well, we got messages now. I mean, that's common, that's common sense. sense. You would think. Uh, a canister. Oh, a canister. What about like a wooden box? Yeah, or a shoe box? Yeah, it's gotta be. It's his container. I think. I think would be just a def, definition of container. But yeah, I want to judge a lot of one. clarifications. Uh, this one is my favorite because I this one has been tested. Yam Hill and Yam Hill wow. is illegal to predict the future. That's fair. I, <laughs> I don't. Where the where the hell is Yam Hill? Yam Yam Hill. And I thought something that was where up in San, like Sam Hill. I thought something that you know, where, uh, Yam Hill's uh, here in Douglas County, very very small town. Yeah, you're talking like the post office and maybe you know so half a convenience store. There's a lot of yams, and, um, and they just can't predict the future. And and I feel like one guy. Yeah, Yam Hill's not allowed to like. You know what's yeah. going to happen? They're going to have cars someday. And like yeah. that's it, Steve. You're out. Right. Or he predicted something. Everyone banked on it. Yep. <laughs> You know, yes. we're going to have rain Wednesday. We're going to be out of the drought come Wednesday. Yep. It was 78 degrees and sunny. And everyone planted the their crops. Yeah. Yeah. He killed everything. Right. Dang it. Um, this one's another one of my favorites. Myrtle Creek only. Okay. Only in Myrtle Creek. Maybe it was that guy predicted from Yamhill that the Brumfield guy killed. That could be. That makes it's sense. connected. We did we got to kind of tie all this together. That's what got me. I get this right. I was like, you I, can't go predict in the future. Right. He's like, I gotta yeah. shoot you three times. All right. First, I gotta blow this stump up. Yeah, I gotta blow the stump up first. Yeah, hold on. That's you're right. Now let's go back to the blowing up the stumps and what was predicting the future. All right. You know. There we go. You don't. Uh, That's right. You blow up a stump. There's gold underneath. There's gold underneath. I predict right. it's in the future. All right. I did yeah. one of the uh, what's it called? What the two. Metal. The dividing rods? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's going to be big. Um, okay, Myrtle Creek only. One may not box a kangaroo. Because there's a lot of kangaroos around here. That's <laughs> Something got flown in. Something got flown in. Okay, somebody brought, somebody brought a kangaroo in. This is definitely for an exhibition. Yes. Some animal rights person was like, you can't. Come on now. All right. You can't you know? be boxing a kangaroo. You can't be boxing a kangaroo. Which I'm happy. I'm glad someone stepped in because, right. you know. <laughs> was a kangaroo can- can- the better boxer though? Because what if once a kangaroo is going to tear somebody up, right? right? Unless he's fighting like someone like Mike Tyson who's right. going to bite the kangaroo. Like, right. there's kind of a toss up there. Yeah, or somebody yeah. lost money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more, no yeah. more betting on kangaroos. Right. If they won the bet, then 
And there might have been some uh, oh. some some twist of the law there. There you go. On the, Lincoln box. Kangaroo. The guy from Yan Hill, he's like, let's bring in a kangaroo. We'll all bet against it. And the kangaroo just demolished the box. The kangaroo is going to win. These laws all tie to each other. Jerry, I told you, no more predicting. Yeah, no more. You and your kangaroos. Um, <laughs> this one's in uh, Hood River only. Juggling is strictly prohibited without a license. Depends what you're juggling. That's <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's fair. Bills. Yeah. A couple of jobs. Yep. Where did it go wrong? I'm like, was this guy trying was... trying to juggle like really heavy objects, like hit yeah, a pedestrian? Yeah. You know? Yeah. If... Or knives. Yeah, yeah, knives. He heard something on fire. He kept going to the so hospital. He's yeah. like, look, are you licensed to do this? No, <laughs> no, no. Well, it's illegal now. Klamath River. Uh, it's illegal to walk down a sidewalk and knock a snake's head off with your cane. You don't like snakes, so that one should be. Like, I'm, that's I'm, a good yeah, one I just. Uh, I like that it has knocked the, the snake's head off. Right. Yeah. This was a very direct law. This right. one guy did not like another guy, no. saw him do this. His nickname and, was Snake. Yeah, his nickname is Snake. I'm right in the law about <laughs> he this. Knocked his head off. Knocked his head off. <laughs> but you can hit a snake. He just can't knock it. Yeah, he just can't knock his head off. And that's yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I just there had to have been some, some sort of snake after this group. Yes. So all snake's head. And uh, they were not happy about it. Not happy about yeah. it. We're passing a law. All right. I'm calling my congressperson. This this next law here lets me know that there was some bloodshed somewhere. And it's against the law for a wedding ceremony to be performed at a skating rink. And that's in Oregon across the That's just Oregon. I mean, you know, it is against the law for a wedding ceremony to be performed at a skating rink. (laughs) Okay? Is, Is it... Is the bride just like, did her dress get caught in the skates? There is so many questions. So many questions. So, okay. Rollerblade? Rollerblade, yep. No, it's, 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 it's at a skating rink. Skates? It, it doesn't say that. It just says you can't do a wedding ceremony at a skating rink. Fire hazard. Fire it's hazard. It's the only thing. Yeah, it's got to be. This, this maybe just sounds more logical than thought. And the last one is, and this one's my favorite. You cannot wear roller skates in restrooms. Well, there you go. See, the two. The two of them connect. They had a wedding. They said, I need to use the bathroom real quick. Yep. Roller skated in. In the bathroom. Some sort of crazy insurance claim. Yep. Happens. It could have been like a politician's daughter back in 1921. Brumfeld shows up. You know, his wife gets hurt. He's like, okay, the guy... The guy that he killed was the minister. He said, you know what? You shouldn't even have organized this wedding. <laughs> shut it down. Kill you, shut it down. Boom, I'm blowing up a tree stump. I, I, just, got mad. I just know that if I'm at a urinal and a guy shows up in a roller skate costume, <laughs> I'm not comfortable. There's so many things. So right. He's going to lose concentration and slip it. and it's front of the fire right. issues. Right. Right. We have issues. We have issues. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, if you indulge me, this is something, this isn't on the list. Okay. Off the kangaroo one in Myrtle Creek, I did a top 10 list one time. I made up my own fake laws, and I read them out loud to a group of people Yeah. just to get what their sound bites were and the responses, okay? Okay. So I read these to you, Dad. You know for a fact that these are are not real laws, okay? Okay. But they could be. But they could be. But I'm going to tell you what somebody said after I read this out loud, okay? Here's the first one. And I'll tell you right now, every time I did this and someone made a comment, it was so hard for me to laugh out loud. (laughs) Number one, no more than two ducks. May wear a sweater at one time. <laughs> Read that out loud. I, sure enough, somebody in the crowd goes, I can see that. <laughs> right. Damn, like, what do you mean you can see that? Like, right. <laughs> like this is nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, I can see that. Spitting on a sidewalk is only permitted in the rain, but not a hurricane. Right. And someone said, Logical. 
Someone goes, yeah. Someone goes, well, I wonder what the rule is for a tropical depression. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. So, someone's getting the nitty gritty of it. Eggplants are not to be worn during the third week of August unless due to religious reasons. And someone eggplants? in the audience, eggplants. That's that's what I said. Eggplants not to be worn. Doesn't matter. They just can't be wearing them during the third week of August. Unless due to religious reasons. Someone in the crowd goes, pagans. Died. I died right there. I, I think I did laugh out loud. I couldn't help it. Pagans. It's it's amazing. It's illegal for a seeing eye dog to pick up a prescription. And then somebody in the crowd goes, well, a helper monkey can't be trusted not to ingest yeah, the medication. True. That's death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, it's amazing. Uh, it's illegal to tie-dye a flamingo without its consent. And then someone goes, good luck having them sign the form. <laughs> okay, this was another one. Uh, it's illegal to take cows for an evening stroll unless they are mildly sedated. That yeah. was the lie made up. Someone yeah. in the crowd goes, oh, they may see another cow. <laughs> I like them. This has been fun. Yes. I think we did it. I think we did, I think we did a good job. And uh, our first our one. Very first one. I think we did pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna end I'm gonna end on a random fact about Memorial Day. Please do. Okay. If I told you eight hundred hot dogs are eaten on Memorial Day by one guy? Per second. Per second? Eight hundred and I saw I looked this up. It's second. there's like even more, it was like 811. I don't know how they came up with 811, <laughs> but 800 hot dogs are eaten on Memorial Day per second. That's 72 per million second. hot dogs is, are eaten on this day alone. Is that dude? 800 hot. Think about wait, that. Is that is that bot? Because like I, if you want numbers are bot. Like who's tracking the numbers for how many eaten? No I love idea. that. I love no it. No idea. I love no, it. Was what kind of count? What kind of census count is? Who paid for that census count? Right. I, I love, I, but I love the fact that eight hundred eleven. Like they came back right. to eight hundred. Was like, no, I need a specific number. Right. Seventy-two million. Anyway, happy, uh, happy, yes. happy uh, Memorial Day. Day.